Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. I'm Cheryl Vesner, your dating coach. And as you know, every month now, I am inviting a guest host with me because I don't love flying solo. The show is all about finding love and partnerships and relationships. And what better relationship than to have a co-host, somebody to share my life with right now on air. And this month, my guest co-host for all of March is a hilarious comedian. She's a blogger and the author of a fabulous book that just made me laugh. It's called Ma Vie Amoureuse de Marde. For those of you um, who don't speak French, it's my crappy love life. And we welcome Anne-Marie Duprat to the show. Hello. So we actually had you on the show around yes. a month and a half ago. Yeah. It was so much fun. And I love your book. Thank I mean, you. And it's now um, in English as well, right? It's almost out there. Uh, somebody's translating as we speak. And it's about to get out in, I- I'm going to say March, the last. It's going to be maybe April, but April at least for sure. Okay, well, it's coming up. So if if you do read French, you have to get her book. Okay? <laughs> and now, you got to give me a little bit of insight. Let everybody know a little bit about why this book came about. Uh, this book came about because I just needed something to hold on to because I was so brokenhearted when I started writing. I needed something because you know where you're in that place, you think you're just not going to survive that breakup. And to me, writing was the tool. And I just write. I, I just wrote, as, um, as I'm saying, just to get some relief. But then I had people reading it and loving it and laughing about it. And I thought, you know what? Let's just laugh about this whole thing. And then next thing you know, I have this blog. I have fans. And then I have a book. And I'm like, wow, well, that was nice of a breakup. To- <laughs> <laughs> I, I never expected that. But it was such a relief. I am so glad I wrote that book. You know, it's funny. That's a actually how I started in this whole thing. I was newly out of a divorce and trying to find my way. And I was always very social, but I didn't really know the best way for me to start dating again. And, yeah. But I realized that there were so many people who weren't even able to be social. They didn't. They really had no clue as to how to get back out there exactly. and be part of the whole social scene. So I started the blog 365 yeah. Days to Find Love. And like you, I didn't know how to write. I mean, I, I came from an event background. This is yeah. what I did. I was in fashion and events. And all of a sudden, people are saying, you know what? It's fun the way you write. And yet it's also meaningful. And I, I realized that other people were identifying with what I was exactly. doing. And, and it grows from there. And that's really what's so much fun about it. And here we both are. Yeah. You know, me, it's three years later, and you, it's uh, two, what, years it's two years. Two years? Something, yeah. And here we are in totally different realms of life than we ever expected. Exactly. And it's a fun way to show that you never know what's going to be the outcome of anything that happens, even with something that at first is really not good. So you think something can come out that is so amazing. You never expected it. So even a breakup can turn into something awesome. Well, in, in coaching, one of the things that I work with a lot of people when it comes to breakups is I tell them that the best thing you can do is do something that is proactive about, you yeah. know, about your life and really doing something that shows you 
I can do this. Exactly. And and the other thing I want everybody to know is that there is also a physiological aspect to a breakup. Mm-hmm. And it really does, um, you know, love really <laughs> gets certain endorphins and everything yeah. going within your system. And when you break up, that is lost. So there is actually a chemical change in your body. So yeah. it's not just in your head and it's not just in your heart. It's, it's in your body. Yeah. You, you know, so if you are going through a breakup, these are things that you should really... No, you know, so and and you've got to like slowly get yourself out and and move forward with it. And one of the things is tackling something you never thought you could do because yeah. that's really empowering. It is. It is. I felt like a superhero after the 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 book came out and people relating to it makes you feel less lonely and that's something that is the, the, the not fun thing about the breakup is also the loneliness as right. the show is titled solo in the city you could fly solo but it doesn't mean you you're going to be solo all the time as you said we're sharing this this, this whole moment, thing yeah. exactly and writing is the same thing it's like a way to get it out of your system but also to share with some other people who are going to feel like they're reading about themselves and you know it's so 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 good for the loneliness to get out of that loneliness yeah you know it's interesting i received a letter um an email actually from we don't do letters anymore <laughs> right exactly <laughs> even love letters are now like text letters i mean it's like a whole new thing out there but i did receive an email from somebody who I had met obviously when I was writing 365 Days to Find Love and she was saying that she just recently went through a divorce and one of the things that helped carry her through was remembering the things that I was writing about why she was still married Mm -hmm. and that it touched her and she would go back and read some of my blogs and and my words of wisdom whatever that was at the time and and it helped her get through it so that's one of the reasons that I do what I do now is to really show people you're not alone out there there's so many people going through what you're going through people who have never been married before right Mm -hmm. we go through breakups and people who have been married long times which is also for me I think something that we think about being married for a long period of time and then you also not only miss your partner but you miss the the chaleur you know you miss somebody putting your their arms around you you know and that's why sometimes people bounce too fast yeah. into something that may not be right for them yeah. as well. So there is a process to it. So I'm assuming you took that time to heal oh, yourself. and I had to because I really thought I was never going to love again. And somehow I knew that wasn't true. But I knew that I needed to take a real, uh, a real break from love just to love myself, just to feel empowered by myself, just to feel good enough for me before I think I'm good enough for somebody else I really was fed up with the whole dating scene at some point and you know it it's it, it's good not to go back uh, like you said too fast because if you do that you're just gonna end up in a bad relationship and then it's all over again the, the same thing always so I just took time for me and am I glad I did so I'm writing is also a good way to just be with yourself you know you and your computer you or your pen and you can read yourself and you know it's it's good to be lonely at some point. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, and one of the other things you can write about is your letters to the other person. Yeah. You know, saying your goodbyes and, and making peace with that. Yeah. I don't necessarily suggest sending it all the no, time. No, <laughs> you, you can just burn you know, it. You can just burn it and, and bury it. Let a friend read it. You yeah. know, read it to a friend. You know, really get those emotions out. Exactly. And then 
close the chapter and then as you said rebuild yourself that's yeah. what it's all about right we have to rebuild ourselves recreate and find our balance yeah and take time as you said you cannot rush things because you're not going to end up with good, good results if you rush things it's okay to take time because it's worth it you know it's saying I am worth that time I am worth that time so I'm worth the wait and then it makes it easier Well, again, it's all about us. Yeah. We, we have to heal ourselves. And people who don't take that time end up two years down the road, three years down the road, realizing they need that time. Yeah. Or they're, or they're not necessarily in a relationship they should be in, or they're not going to be in a relationship for a yeah. very, very long time. So it's all about discovering your boundaries yeah. and your standards and your values. Your value is so and, important. And especially if you've been in a long-term relationship, your values might have even changed from when It's, you were in yeah. your 20s to when you're in your 40s and 50s, right? Yeah, as we do uh, growing older, you know, at 30, 40, 50, we take a look at our life. We, we must do the same thing about our love life because, as you say, we change. So what we're going to look for is going to change also. So it's okay to take that time. Right, and, and also finding the balance, which is what today's show is all about. This is all about how to find the balance between your feminine and masculine side. And sometimes, especially women who get hurt, we tend to go too much into our masculine side and don't hold on to that feminine when we start the dating world. We're going to be um, talking with Betty and Heggy. Coming up on Solo in the City, CJAD 800. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back to Soul in the City with my guest co-host, Anne-Marie Duprat. Hello. So this woman um, that we're going to have on the show right now, her name is Betty Ann Heggie. And I met her while I was traveling, and it was instinctive. We we just kind of grabbed onto each yeah. other because we were talking about relationships and watching some of the people where we were and the women and the men who were ne not necessarily owning their male and female sides. Yeah. So we got into this whole conversation, especially about some of the women that were single in the area where we were sitting and how they were kind of, their body language was very strong and, and they were kind of closed off. So we got into this whole conversation. And Betty, and she's an author and speaker and mentor, and she helps women access the opposite energies that are present in each of them. So really, you know, softening and, and enjoying the feminine side and welcoming the masculine side. So Betty Ann, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, Cheryl, my favorite topic, and I'm delighted to be here to speak <laughs> about it. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's very much um, prevalent, especially in today's world. Um, I'm sure you probably see it too, Anne-Marie, um, in all ages, especially coming out of relationships, sometimes the women are becoming so hardened that they can't tap into that feminine or they think that they can't hold on to it. And the men are afraid to show their feminine side. So what do you think attributes a feminine energy? Well, basically, if you look at... We really just have to look at our society and what we think when we describe a little girl. And, you know, we want somebody who's sweet, who agrees, who um, is complimentary, who aligns themselves with you, stays close, doesn't venture off on their own, is very much present in themselves. That's very feminine energy. As they grow older, we see it in them being very collaborative, very much concerned about the collective, wanting everyone's views to align. 
uh, very interested about the process. If you're in a meetings at work, they always are asking lots of questions because it's not about the end goal. It's about how are we going to get there. That's what we see in women have a lot of feminine energy. And But I can tell you that within the clients that I work with and everything, a lot of them, when I start talking to them, it's different than in the workplace, but in, in, in when it comes to romance, their first thing is, you know, I don't really need a man. I'm okay on my own. I can do everything on my own. And I can tell you that is not going to attract no. <laughs> the opposite <laughs> sex at all because they need to feel needed. And they want you to own that feminine energy. Where do you think we get lost in that? Uh, yes, I think that what happens, when, and it's, it's, it's not a bad thing that women, you know, they maybe were too dependent before, and so now they're learning to develop their masculine side, which is I'm, in, I'm an individual, I'm self-sufficient, I can take care of myself, um, I can do all the analysis, it's all about me and I'm in my head. But if they're in their head, they're not going to feel their feelings and they're not going to be related to someone else. So they've probably been too much feminine. They've switched over and now they're being too much masculine. And what we want them to do is come back and be able to use both those energies so that they can be not only able to take care of themselves, but be open to a relationship and feel feelings. Be concerned about you know, feeling your heart, building something, being interested in the process, feeling the word we. Interesting that you talk about feeling the process and being within the process because some people, they're just, as you said before, worried about the end goal, yeah. like where they mm-hmm. want to get to. And they're not enjoying that ride of getting mm-hmm. there. And mm-hmm. what about from the male side? Well, it's interesting there as well because they, they some of those guys were way too much over on the masculine side, taking care of themselves and not interested in the relationship. And as a result, the relationship broke down. And then they get very much into you know what do i need to do how do i collaborate and they don't they either go even further over to masculine and become so hard and they can't even have a relationship or they break down and question themselves and don't have any confidence to develop anything so you know we all in each and every one of us need to be able to access both the masculine and the feminine that is inside of each of us We're all individuals, but we have a way of expressing ourselves, which can be masculine or feminine. And because we believe men really want to be viewed as competent. And in order to be viewed as competent, they want somebody to like them. And that is really, if women can bring out their feminine energy, what they're really doing is they're encouraging other people. They're validating them. They and so they're they're making other people feel like they're liked, and they're opening and up the door as well for them to even be be approached because a lot of exactly. women want to be approached. But if you're just got that hard exterior, that is not something that a man wants to kind no. of challenge into, right? And, and no, the, exactly. And the the way uh, you're saying uh, opening the door is the perfect example, I think, because some men will open the door to a woman and some women will go, I don't need you for that. Yeah. It's not about needing. It's about he's being a gentleman. Just enjoy it. It's okay. You're still a woman. You're still capable. You know, I think sometimes we get lost between femininity and uh, vulnerability. Because, That's right, being because, vulnerable. Yeah, we don't want to be that anymore because we were so broken, we were so hurt, and we think we got to go the masculine way not to be hurt again. But if it's not our way, it can't be the answer. 
We're being joined right now with uh, by Betty Ann Heggie. She's an author, speaker, and a mentor. And um, we're all talking about unlocking the secrets of your full potential of owning your masculine and feminine side. One of the things that we're kind of touching on here is women also, um, and I'm saying women because I work with them, when we come up with statements like you were just saying, you know, I'm okay by myself, or, you know, I'm independent and I don't need a man, we have a word for that. And it's called single. Yeah. You're, you're going to be single <laughs> for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing when I'm sitting with a client and they say, well, you know, this is where I am. I go, well, then enjoy single because yeah. a man wants to be needed just yeah. like a woman wants to be protected. And we have to give them the space to do that. Mm-hmm. Right? We do. Yes. Yeah, so many. I, I totally agree. Women want to be reassured. And so many of the masculine energy characteristics really do reassure women. So men have to be in their masculine in order to be attracted to women. You know, they have to be look like they're competent and able to handle a situation and that they, you know, if they do analysis and, and that they are, you know, being directive. So those are good characteristics for men to have. We just want them to not have them to the extreme and to be able to open up their feminine side so that they can, you know, be in alignment with us and be on our journey with us. Is there something that you can suggest to women that they can kind of have a conversation to guide a man into opening up that feminine side a little bit more? Well, I think that probably what they can do is, first of all, make them feel like they really are competent and that they really are liked, and then they will have more confidence in opening up and not feeling that they have to be in that place all the time. But I think that all you ha- if you are aware of your own feelings and able to express them in a way that is, um, it's interesting if you can express them in a way that's logical. <laughs> <laughs> Logic like, definitely I didn't, like, goes into this. I ha- that restaurant was horrible. If you could say, here's all the reasons why I didn't like that restaurant, and it really left me feeling that I wanted something else. Yeah. Right. And, and, and people can relate to that because you're actually using both energies in the way that you're describing it. Yeah. And, and I think that's something that we can do at any age. It doesn't matter whether you're in your 20s, 30s, or 50s, right? I always say it's like water and coming out of a tap. And it's, it's, still, it's still water, whether it's hot or cold. Yeah. And so you're still yourself whether you're expressing yourself through masculine energy or through feminine energy. So sometimes if you want to have a bath, you turn on the hot water because you want to relax. If you want to quench your thirst, you turn on the cold water. And so it's the same with your energy. You choose the right energy for your venue, your situation, and your audience. And in this case, if you're talking about a love relationship, we do have some basic needs as men and women. And I do believe that men, women want someone to reassure them and that men want somebody to, to show them that they're liked and that they're competent. And so we can do that by, being, by using the natural energy of our gender. A hundred percent. And, and the, not only that, it's also in, in the way we can touch each other. You know, we don't always have to be the receiver. The woman doesn't have to be the receiver. We can reach out and also start that energy with a man by just, you know, a short pressing of the hand on his lower arm or something. And that will also open up the energy to come back. And, and it can be done in a very soft, feminine way without being, you know, you were saying yourself, too vulnerable. Yeah, I love that example, Cheryl, because it's exactly what I'm talking about. Because what you've done is you have taken the masculine energy of initiative, 
you have reached out to someone else. You haven't just stayed there in your own energy. So that's masculine, and, but you've done it in a way that was soft and caring, which is very feminine. So you've used both energies, and that's when the energies are the best is when they're used together. And that's what the show is all about, mm-hmm. bringing out the best energies in both the male and female side. I want to thank Betty and Heggy for joining us. Um, it's been a pleasure having you. We're going to have to have you back again. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed it, and it's great to hear your voice again, Cheryl. Oh, wonderful. And we will have you back on coming up next on Solo in the City, our dating debate, how to balance our feminine and masculine side. Would you give me a beat? Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back to Soul in the City, and it's time for our dating debate, Anne-Marie. Oh, fun. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And today we have a great panel. Joining us is Christine Hart. She is a coach and speaker and author of The Art of Living a Flirtatious Life. Welcome to the show, Christine. Aw, thank you for having me. Oh, pleasure. And also, Austin Blood. He's a blogger joining us from California. Welcome to the show, Austin. Hey, how you doing, folks? We're doing great. We're doing great. We are having so much fun with today's show because it's all about balancing the male and female energy in both sexes, right? And touching on, you know, should women soften up in certain areas and should men soften up in certain areas? So I want to just kind of jump right in there. Do you think anybody can be too feminine or masculine to the opposite sex and it'd be a turnoff? Let's start with you, Christine. Absolutely. Um, I get asked this question <laughs> quite a bit. So I think where the turnoff is, is when a woman is being too masculine or a man is being too feminine. And it's subjective. It's just according to who they're dating at the time. So that's really, I have rarely found, actually, I've never had a man say to me, she's too feminine. And I've never had a woman say to me, he's too masculine. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100%. Uh, Anne-Marie, you're sitting there smiling, right? (laughs) Same here. (laughs) A guy guy can't be too masculine, right? I I don't think so. I don't think so either. So what about, Austin, now you really, you your blogs and everything, they're fantastic, and that you really praise women and and their femininity and everything. So what do you think about this? Well, no, I would agree with what Christine says. Especially when you're talking about love and when you're talking about dating, a certain what I call a polarity needs to exist. Right. So meaning that women have to be strong in their feminine energy and the man has to be strong in his masculine energy, because let's face it, as men and women, we are attracted to one another for certain traits and characteristics. Right. So if you have a woman who is very strong with her masculine energy and then she's with a man who's also strong in his masculine energy, basically you kind of have two dudes fighting for the same thing. Right. So you're going to have a lot of conflict. So, yeah. so, so the greater that degree of polarity, i.e. the more we are in our own respective and masculine and feminine energies as individuals, the greater likelihood that we will, uh, shall we say, all get along, for lack of a better term. Do, right? we all, do we all agree, though, kind of that it's harder for the man these days to tap into their feminine compared to how strong some of the women are putting it out there that they are owning their masculine side. I think that the women seem to have mastered showing that 
masculine where the men maybe need more yeah. work in this feminine. What do you think? Yeah, I, yeah, I would agree because, look, let's face it. We live in a society that is dominated primarily by masculine ideals. Right. For all the social progress and change that we've had over the course of the last 50 years, it's still predominantly a man's world. And as if women have come into their own, so they're really doing now, you know, everything that their grandmothers and mothers did. But then they're also taking on a lot of the other roles that men used to do. Right. They're the primary breadwinners. They're the ones that are keeping, you know, the, 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 the machine running and, and humming along. And so because of that, they become much more comfortable being in a masculine world. But but men, I would agree. Um being a man, being in his feminine side, is looked upon as more of a liability as opposed to a woman being in her masculine energy, if that makes sense. Oh, 100% it makes sense. Um, we are at the roundtable right now doing our dating debate, and I'm being joined by Christine Hart and Austin Blood. And, of course, Anne-Marie is with me oh, as my partner in crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so do you think femininity is essential to attracting a man. I know I do, but I want everybody to have their opinion here. So let's go to you, Christine. Absolutely. I think when a woman is in her feminine, she's within herself, she's feeling a sense of balance. She's feeling that she's just being, she's just receiving, and she feels good. And that's a wonderful energy for a man to be around. And it also helps him be really clear on where he stands. You know, and as Austin was saying, when she's fully in her feminine, he is so happy and comfortable in showing his masculine. And I think it's important to show that, you know, there is the masculine and feminine in the relationship to balance. And then it's also the masculine and feminine within yourself to balance. So it's a consistent dance in order to, and certain situations are going to call for the woman to be more in her masculine, the man to be more in his feminine. And the opposite as well. So if you're shifting and changing in the relationship and, you know, giving and receiving, it can be beautiful, right? Um, And I think sometimes men, when they think of being more in their feminine, it's a little off-putting because the definition around it isn't really clear. When I'm explaining it to people, it's more, you know, just, as I say, being and receiving. So a football player could be in his feminine, you know, while he's just watching, you know, it's after a game and he's just relaxing. So he's not doing, he's not producing like he did out on the field. Um, you can also think of like, say, a very feminine ballerina, right? So she is very feminine. She's flowing and everything. But when she's got half an hour to knock off a grocery list before the guests arrive, she's going to shift into her masculine to get it done. I have to tell you, I'm sitting here, and, and you guys can't see her. None of you can see her, <laughs> anybody. But I'm looking at Anne-Marie, and when you did the football player and you were putting out that image, she was kind of looking at, <laughs> at me going, really? I don't, I don't see a football player. And I, and I had an image of my, my son when he was a child out on the soccer field, and everybody is, like, pushing their kids to run faster and get the goal, and my son was blowing, um, what do you call it, the, the uh, pollen 
of oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, dandelions. <laughs> the dandelions and he was blowing it and I'm going isn't that cute <laughs> you know talk about owning your masculine yeah. feminine right <laughs> and I think oh, that yeah. I think that some, something happens it's about it's getting confusing for people because being solo also means being uh, alone to raise children right. and for a man or a woman to do that alone you have to kind of raise your masculinity or femininity let's say a mother who's alone so it can get confusing and when you're dating Maybe you're confused because you're doing both. So I think the the basic should be to just stay yourself. You know, not, not trying to be someone you're not because eventually it's going to come up anyway. Well, a hundred percent. But there, I do think that there is times, and especially when you're yeah. talking about the children, that's when we do have to step it up sometime. Yeah. And especially when it comes to widows and widowers, yeah. you know, that's really a time to it's to challenge world. ourselves. And 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 oftentimes that's the person who comes out the most developed. Yeah. you know the the most at their their top game because they are finding that balance because your children need it so we should be able to bring that to our relationships yeah you know that's that's the dance right guys i mean if you if you think about a dance one takes a step forward one takes a step back and one could be right. the lead right austin right and you, and you got to remember look at, at, at any at from an evolutionary biological standpoint right we have evolved as as a species very differently Right. So there are so from an attraction standpoint, a lot of this energy stuff that we're talking about, it actually has its roots in biology. And, you know, if you look at some of the studies mm-hmm. that have been done out of Rutgers University by Dr. Helen Fisher and folks like that, there are really some amazing studies in terms of it, it's looked at how we've evolved. And so really what it comes down to is this at its most basic level. As men and women, we like each other for our differences. Like right. Men like women for their softness, for their nurturing, for their, you know, some of these traits and characteristics um, that are more typically associated with the feminine. And look, women love men, men who take care of business, men, men who, you know, make a woman feel safe and protected and secure and do all those things that are traditionally associated with the masculine energy. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, like, for, so for example, I mean, if, if if a man was sitting on a couch with a woman, and all of a sudden, you know, a, a spider goes jumping by, and the, and the guy freaks out and he jumps into the woman's arms. <laughs> be very attractive no and 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 maybe the bug and the woman would get squashed here right? <laughs> right. yeah no you you made a great point there austin i i have to say thank you both we, i mean we should go on and on about this topic we and, and we could go on and on about this topic but um christine you've been a pleasure and thank you for giving us so much knowledge and the book the art of living a flirtatious life where can people get that uh, they can get it on Amazon, or they can contact me directly. Okay, and um, how would they do that, the process, please? Oh, christineheartcoaching.com. Perfect. And Austin Blood, your blog, people can follow you. You're absolutely hysterical. Thank you both for joining us. And uh, we're going to have you back on again. I answer your dating questions and tell you where to see and be seen with my Solo in the City events calendar coming up. This is Solo in the City on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. 
This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back to Solo in the City. And again to my co-host of March, Anne-Marie Duprat. Hello. So this is the time where we talk about what's going on in the city. What is going on? What is going on? Well, it you know, it's also March break. So yeah. things can get pretty quiet and a lot of people are going away. So maybe some of you solos have gotten on one of these solo trips. But let's start it off. So tomorrow evening, the Montreal Jewish Singles Meet up group is getting together for bowling. It's taking place at Rose Bowl on Saint-Jacques. Do you like bowling? I love bowling. I actually went for Christmas with my kids and I, I didn't even remember how fun it is. <laughs> Do you play with the little balls, the big balls? The little because I was with my kids, but it was so much fun and it's kind of going back, it's back into the future. You know, it was like, oh my God, I didn't do this for 20 years, but it's so much fun. I would go, but I'm not single. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can go anyway because, and I want to tell you if you are there, get a burger. They make great burgers at Rolls Bowl. Anyway, this is on Saint-Jacques. It's $15 and it starts at 7 p.m. Also, you can enjoy a walk around the Monkland Village next Wednesday with the Montreal Singles Dating Events Meetup Group. They'll be meeting at the Villa Marie Metro Station and then they're going to walk around and grab a coffee later on at Starbucks and uh, it's a great evening and that starts at 6 p.m. So if you um, can bear the cold. Yeah. You know. Well, if you live in Montreal, you should. <laughs> I hope you can. <laughs> you know, but it's a great way to meet new people yeah. and, and do that stroll. And then, you know, you get a little chill and yeah. somebody can put their arm around exactly. you. Right. That's you know? a nice way. <laughs> yeah. Share a scarf. Why not? Share yeah. a coffee. Something. It's a walking around. is always nice. Yeah. It's fantastic. So again, that is taking place on Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Then Dash and date. Kavita is doing one of her fantastic speed dating events. It's a mystery dating night. So, yeah, it's about don't miss the white rabbit speed dating event. This is for women 32 to 42 and men 34 to 44. It's $55 and it's taking place on Thursday, March the 10th at uh, sorry, at 7.30 p.m. And Cook and Date is also having an evening. It's a sushi night. Oh. Yeah. Now, that's fun. I know. The, these events are fun for anybody who doesn't know what Cook and Date is all about. It's a group of people getting together, usually 10 men, 10 women. Usually, she always makes it nice and even. And you get together and you prepare your meal together. Oh, fun idea. Yeah. So this is for singles aged 35 to 45. And it's also happening on Thursday evening at 7 p.m. So one of the great things that you can do that night is eat sushi. Yeah, and most singles eat, right? <laughs> Actually, you know what? We had some dating uh, dating news that I, I found very, very interesting. We were looking that up, and we found there is a cost of love. There was a study done, uh, ratesupermarket.ca, found that the price of romance actually jumped 22.8%. Wow. Yeah. And just to tell you, there's an average dating cost of around 10,600 and some odd dollars per use that people spend on dating. Really? Yeah. The average person spends that. I mean, maybe it's between two of you. You might be dividing the cost, you know, if you're going Dutch. Um, even though I tell people first dates, men pay. <laughs> <laughs> it's 45 minutes or under, so make it a coffee if you want. Exactly. But gentlemen, be chivalrous. Movie dates alone cost Canadians around $570 a year. 
You know what? I don't get the movie dates. I don't get why you want to sit in a dark place where you cannot speak to one another. To me, that's that's not a date. Just, you know, Okay, well, it's not that? a first date, but maybe bring it to date three or four. And, yeah, and then but not a first date. No, not a first date. You want to get to know each other. But, exactly. you, you know, it's a way to put your arm around each other. Yeah, I Get guess in that so. first kiss. Yeah, uh, you know? yeah that's true. Because I, I don't believe in kissing on the first date either, so... Anyway. I'm with you on that one. I know, I know. <laughs> anyway, I thought I would just throw in that little fact once we were talking about Yeah. You know, it is uh, expensive to date. It is expensive it to is date. It is really, really expensive. Yeah. And it's get, getting more expensive because everything is getting more expensive by the day. <laughs> yeah. Well, it also has to do with not, you know, people want to get their hair done sometimes and manicures. Yeah. And remember, you don't have to do all that. You just, you don't have to go out and get it done. You can do it yourself. But just be, you know, really ready for that day. Be presentable. Put your best foot forward. And so. whatever you do, get it done for yourself. Exactly. So we have dating question of the day today. Yes. So, dear Cheryl, my sister-in-law has been single for as long as I've known her. She's dating and has been meeting people, but I never see it never seems to click. I've tried to set her up, but there was never any connection or spark. There, are always, there always seems to be something missing or something wrong with the man she meets. I know she wants a relationship and kids. I don't know what else I can do for her. I'd love your insight on this. Signed, Chelsea. Okay, Chelsea. Well, there's really nothing else you can do for her except possibly offer her a coaching class because your sister-in-law might have too many expectations, number one, and maybe too many standards that she wants met. And we have to be a little bit more open when we are out in the dating world or she might just not be ready for it. You know, she has to be available herself. So if friends are trying to fix her up, if she's going out on a lot of dates, maybe she doesn't want a relationship right now. And you know what? Let it be her coming to you, offering, you know, wanting you to help her out a little bit more. And your energy can be better spent somewhere else possibly right now. What do you think about that, Emma? Yeah, I think that sometimes we feel like we must save the single one. And you know what? Must They must save themselves if they want to. Maybe she's not ready, as you said. And maybe just always letting her know that it's been so long and it seems so hard. It's not helping her at all because she feels like something is wrong with her. Maybe she just needs some time. So it's okay to feel for her, but just be there. Tell her you're there if she needs, but let her be. You know, it, it's... Every person is different. You never know why it's not working. Maybe she just dates the moron ones. We don't know. <laughs> well, hopefully Chelsea's not setting her sister-in-law up with morons. But she, as you said, she may not want to be saved. Yeah. Maybe not right now. So it's not her time. and Or it might be her time. And she has certain things that she's going to have to come to terms with to be able to move forward and be open and be vulnerable. And it might be bringing down her core values to what she really needs and not necessarily what she wants in a man. And I think it's important to say positive things like maybe you haven't found yet because you're so special and you're still waiting for that very special, special person who deserves you. You know, let's stay positive. Uh, we have to stay positive. Anyway, if you have any dating dilemmas, call me at one eight four four seven four four solo or tweet me your questions at hashtag solo in the city. Thank you so much today, Anne-Marie for joining us. It was it's, so fun. It's been a lot of fun. You're listening to Solo in the City. We're here Saturday nights at 10 p.m. on News Talk Radio CJAD 800. Remember, keep integrating social solutions because we all know it's all about the kiss. See you next week. 
For tons of great dating and relationship info, go to solointhecity.tv.